Food Fight Radio on KCBQ is sponsored by FranVest International, Inc. show that'll give you honest opinions about other cultures cuisine and somehow manages to piss everybody off in the process even the buddhists which is hard to do now i'd like to begin the show with an opening because of the fcc i'm never sure what i'm allowed to say so i now have my own official policy this is the language you will not be hearing today on food fight You will not hear me say bottom line, game plan, role model, scenario, or hopefully. I will not kick back, mellow out, or be on a roll. I will not go for it, and I will not check it out. I don't even know what it is. And when I leave here, I will definitely not boogie. I promise not to refer to anyone as a class act, a beautiful person, or a happy camper. I will also not be saying, what a guy. And you will not hear me refer to anyone's lifestyle. If you want to know what a moronic word lifestyle is, all you have to do is realize that in a technical sense, Attila the Hun had an active outdoor lifestyle. I will also not be saying any cute things like moi, and I will not use French adverb tray to modify any English adjectives, such as tray awesome, tray gnarly, tray fabu, tray intense, or tray out of sight. What about tray tray? Tray tray, that's a good one. (laughs) I will not say concept when I mean idea. I will not say impacted when I mean affected. There will be no hands-on, state-of-the-art networking. We will not maximize, prioritize, or finalize, and we definitely will not interface. There will also be no New Age lingo spoken here. No support group jargon from the human potential movement. For instance, I will not share anything with you. I will not relate to you, and you will definitely not identify with me. I will give you no input, and I will expect no feedback. This will not be a learning experience, nor will it be a growth period. There will be no sharing, no caring, no birthing, no bonding, no parenting, no nurturing. We will not establish a relationship. We will not have any meaningful dialogue, and we will definitely not spend any quality time. We will not be supportive of one another so that we can get in touch with our feelings in order to feel good about ourselves. And if you're one of those people who needs a little space, please change the channel now. Welcome to Food Fight. Welcome, everybody. (laughs) Today on Food Fight, we'll be discussing troubleshooting tips for better cooking, and later we'll tell you what you can do with that can of beans. But right now, manly meats. Manly meats. We all love meat. I I like men who like meat. Mm. Because what's more manly than meat? This is a kind of uh, tribute to meat, for without meat, we would still be swinging in trees and dodging saber-toothed cats. It's what gave us the big brains, of which most people are using only 4%. We do not do all this clever evolving to become vegetarians, is what I'm saying. And of all the meats, one in particular has to be the manliest of all. Ostrich. I was going to say bacon. Oh, all right. And we're running out. We are running running out out of bacon. How are we running out of bacon? We are running out of bacon because our pig stock is getting very sick. Are the pigs getting smaller? The pigs are dying off. They're just dying. Yeah, it's a very aggressive Do virus. Do we want to eat them if they're dying of no, a virus? Of a virus that causes diarrhea. It's, it's called uh, the... A virus that causes dying? Diarrhea. Oh. <laughs> it's called... Wait, it's, wait, it's, wait it's, a uh, minute. Something how could, how could virus you tell diarrhea. based oh. on the environments they live in? Oh, they How know. could you they, possibly tell what they're... Because they named the virus that. <laughs> I mean, the people... What What is the name of the virus? I, I had it in my notes. It's like a uh, pig... 
virus diarrhea. I was going to say viaria. Not viaria. No. <laughs> Welcome to. So what I was, Dier- I was laughing Dier- when I was virus? looking at this. I'm like, <laughs> from the same people who brought you the swine flu, now it's highly contagious viral diarrhea. Which Did is it come it, from the swine flu? No, no, but no. This is another thing. The swine flu was a flu the pigs had that mutated, so we would have it. Gross. So now, if we don't treat it right, we're all going to have viral diarrhea. Well, that 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 doesn't sound pleasant. But don't worry, eat the bacon. You know, I was hoping this would be a food show. Well, uh, it's more like a bathroom show. Just you know, time point. for the big game. We're just you everybody know. swine. You. <laughs> <laughs> so the pigs are dying. Are right? Dying. Yeah, dying off. Yeah, before they they um get big enough and produce enough fat, they can't produce the right amount of fat that you come to love with bacon. Because they're sick. Because they're sick and can, they can't can, absorb. So can you still have them as like a pork tenderloin, which is all lean and has no fat on it, if you the pigs what? are so lean? Probably a lot of lean pig meat, but again, we don't know how If well, you cook it thoroughly, if, if it'll you, kill the virus. Yeah, but if you right? cook it thoroughly, it's not good. I mean, if you cook- Well, that's if most, you cook most it like usually chicken, true of dry, most yeah. things, yeah. <laughs> if you cook it properly to kill everything in it, it's dry anyways. So what, what caused this, this virus? Um, the, it's one of the new viruses that is actually immune to antibiotics and all that. Like they're worried about the bacteria and the viruses that are now immune to these things. And this is one. So they got it. We're the it. cause, aren't we? We got to be doing something. Something about the antibiotics that we've been feeding these pigs mm-hmm. has slowly over time caused the viruses to evolve. So they can live. So Just that they can live. Evolution. So they can beat their environment. And uh-huh. if their environment is an antibiotic uh-huh. or a, a drug that will kill them, mm-hmm. you know, because viruses don't get killed off by antibiotics. No, no, no. Bacteria does. Yeah, but yeah, wanna, you want to get all nerdy about it. Yeah. It only kills bacteria, but, but um, a lot of medicines will wipe out viruses. Yeah. Yeah. So they're giving the pigs these these medicines and these antibiotics, creating all, a super sterile environment. Mm-hmm. And all we've done is invited the evolutionary development of super bugs in yes. our pigs. Exactly. If I were a pig, I'd be super mad. Of course, I'd be killed off and used for bacon in anyway. Like, so It spreads so quickly, too, because their cages are so close together. Like, they can't move. They can't turn and around. Pigs are, pigs are always doing a lot of smooching. Yeah, they have to. And that's, and that's, to I mean, they're lonely. Took us, you know? took us, yeah, they got the long they got the long snouts. Yeah. So they can kind of reach through the bars and, and canoodle with each other. And you know, I'm sure they're very affectionate creatures. So um, they're they're getting this stuff. So we can, we have lean, sick pigs. Yeah, and... Which are obviously making big messes. Big messes and not getting to the right like size so they can sell them off. So, I mean, they're not even maturing. Is enough. this happening to all pigs? This is happening to all American pigs. This is happening. Why is this uh, only happening in, to American pigs? Well, okay. I only looked about it us because I didn't really care about anybody else. Well, that, that's also uh, true of most Americans. Yeah. But uh, about, <laughs> most uh, of the time. Almost all the major pig farming states, uh, 15 states. This is going on, so this is statewide. This is taking over. Well, why don't we just give them some of our GMO corn, and then they'll be all better? Well, that's also part of the problem. Ah. Because they're not supposed to eat corn, just like cows aren't supposed but to eat corn. But corn is tasty. That's why they have to give me <laughs> antibiotics, because they're eating foods that are not built to digest. And then we're throwing... Well, this whole thing is ridiculous. We can't be without bacon. Yeah. We can't be without bacon. I, I think it's great. You know what? If you can get your hands on some yeah. before it all ends, yes. and the period of... American history where we were able to just go to the supermarket, buy a slab of delicious bacon, take it home and enjoy it with our families. That period in our existence is coming to an end, folks. You know what I think happened? Too many people wanted to cut bacon out of their diet for New Year's resolution. And, you know, the universe is like, all right. You see what you people have done? Yep. Just, you know what? Stop, <laughs> stop thinking about just yourselves. Think about everyone else who enjoys bacon. What's wrong with you?
You know, before the strikes and the picketing starts and with the people marching around in front of the grocery stores with picket signs that say, this little piggy wants bacon, let's talk about some interesting ways that you can cook with caveman's greatest contribution, cured meat. Um, I recommend if you're going to cook bacon, if you can find some, yeah. get the thick cut kind. Yes. It's uh, like, get the regular flavor or more maple flavor. That one's nice. Mm. Uh, cook it slowly until it's perfect. And the fat is still there, but it's nice and juicy. Mm. You know, it's not tough and grisly. Yes. It doesn't give you that chewy yang 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 thing. I hate that. I'll sometimes just rip that off the bacon and toss it aside. And I love bacon fat. Uh, but you get the nice thick stuff. It doesn't have to be organic. It doesn't have to be center cut. It just is hopefully it comes from a pig that wasn't infected with a super virus. Yeah, that you're going to get. That would be nice. Yeah, that would try be to nice. get that. Um, but uh, I guess you can always just really cook it very, very well. <laughs> it is bacon. People do love their crispy bacon. People love their crispy bacon so much. I think that they'd even be willing to get bacon and cook it from sick pigs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't they totally know. would. You can with that nice, beautiful bacon. You can do the obvious things with it. You can put it in a BLT. Mm-hmm. But you can chop it up. And you can add it to things for a major, major flavor boost. And you will only have to put in just a little bit. If we do have a bacon shortage. Yeah, exactly. You may have to be very efficacious with your administration of bacon. You thought those people were crazy who saved all their bacon fat. Yeah. Whoops. So, ha! (laughs) Because I have a lot of bacon fat in my house. I collect, you know, I give it to you. Yes. A lot of the times. I I, I walk in and I say, here. Oh, those are going to be gone now, aren't they? And I give you a massive jar of bacon fat. And the reason I give you so much is because I have much more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At home. I know you're using that stuff. I I know we're melting it and mixing it with chocolate fudge sauce and putting it on our ice cream. Actually, I made a new recipe. Uh, People love chocolate covered bacon. So I did bacon covered chocolate. Well, I'll get a really good brownie (laughs) bite. And I'll cook it so it's dry, and then I'll wrap partially cooked bacon around it, cook it more so the bacon fat soaks in. And then dip it in ganache. Well, no, not yet, because I want the now bacon to be crispy. Now it's just wrapped in bacon? The bacon wrapped around a brownie bite, and people go nuts over that. Why haven't you given me one of these? Because uh, you uh, had me cook you salmon and other light foods. I didn't want to tempt you. Yeah, You know what? Don't think. <laughs> just just, I didn't just think, feed I would admit me. It, just feed you. Don't think. Just feed me. What, what, what do we pay you for? Uh, so you can chop it up, and you can add it to... Um, meatloaf and lasagna. Mm. Chop it up, put it in meatloaf. You can put it in a lasagna. Don't put the strips in the lasagna like no, you put you the strips of the noodles. It'll be horrible. And it's, that's, that's no good. No. Nobody wants, it's not going to, You're not going to no. cut properly. It's chop it up mess. in little bits mm-hmm. and stick it in there amongst the layers, preferably in the cheese layer because then it's going to get in there with all the mozzarella and the ricotta. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really, really, really good. Uh, you can put it in stews. You can put it in soups. You can put it in oatmeal, folks. You can chop up a nice, meaty, delicious bacon. I do like butter my oatmeal. I bet bacon would be really good. Bacon is really, really good in oatmeal because oatmeal is savory. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like to put a little bit of maple syrup in my in my oatmeal mm-hmm. to flavor it. A little butter, a little maple syrup. So put a, a little bacon and a little maple syrup mm. in your oatmeal. It's a lot more satisfying. I bet. It's a lot more delicious. It's, it's a bit weird, but still good. You can also put uh, bacon in pancakes. Of course, yeah. Waffles. And of course, these things are not a surprise to to Marcus because we've made all these things usually on like a weekly basis for our families. Uh, But um, but you you may not know this. You can also add it to sweet things where the smokiness of the bacon really works great with any sweet or dessert type thing like brownies. As Marcus said, wrap (laughs) wrap cake pops with them. There we go. That seems a lot more labor intensive. Uh, You could just put them in brownies. Mm -hmm. Cookies. Ice cream. Hell, you can go crazy with this stuff. You can chop it up really, really small and garnish a hot chocolate with it. Ooh. You put on the, the whipped cream and then you put it on top of the whipped cream. 
and it floats. I wonder how it goes with marshmallows. Everything goes with marshmallows. And you got bacon what are you talking about? And you make a s'mores with bacon. I would like bacon flavored marshmallows. If there are any any entrepreneurial types out there, you're looking for a new business idea. Uh, bacon flavored marshmallows mm-hmm. to float on top of your Swiss Miss hot cocoa. There we go. Or sell them to Swiss Miss, and then that way those little dinky, little cruddy, little crappy, little dehydrated marshmallow plugs, mm-hmm. those can be bacon flavored, crappy marshmallow better. plugs. And, and that would be much better. And that is my prediction for the new year. Bacon will be, uh, you can buy it in such small amounts because there's so little left that now you got to get really creative with it and you're going to have to make specialty foods with it. You can sprinkle it on donuts. Oh, yeah. Teeny tiny bits of bacon, sprinkle it on donuts. People won't know what it is. That'll be a wonderful smoky taste. And you can also feed bacon to your pet pot-bellied pig. People actually do that. Isn't that messed up? I guess. It's really messed up. I wonder if we can make people bacon. It's like feeding your parrot bacon. chicken. I mean, it's it's just kind of wrong. When we come back, food trivia. For example, what's the best food show on the radio today? Um, if you uh, say Sam the Cooking Guy, oh, I will I was, hunt you down and gut you like a fish. So going to say that. It's Is it food fight. Radio? It's food fight. You dolt. <laughs> right now, here's a man, folks, who knows where his next paycheck is coming from. We're going to test your foodie IQ next on Food Fight Radio. In this corner, authentic New York-style pizza from Knockout Pizza Mira Mesa. Hand-tossed with the freshest ingredients. And in that corner, the other guys. And the winner by a knockout. KnockoutPizzaMiraMesa.com Have you looked at your grocery bill lately? You've probably noticed that good food is expensive. And between planning, shopping, cooking, and cleaning up, it's also time-consuming. And probably one of the least rewarding daily chores you have. Hey, here's an idea. Let Dine-In Tonight simplify your life. One meal at a time. They hand-deliver hot, delicious, gourmet meals right to your door at dinner time. A few of their 100 gourmet recipes include maple-grazed baby back ribs. Oh, hello. How about lemon chicken piccata? Roast beef with Dijon sauce. Roasted red snapper. Havarti chicken with portobello mushrooms. Choose three or five nights per week for just $10 per entree with no delivery fee. Get a free week of meals delivered by using promotion code KCBQ. Sign up online at dineintonight.com. That's dinein, the number two, night.com. Or call 888-64-MEALS. That's 888-64-MEALS. Do you want to save money on your electric bill? PowerSavingsToday.com has amazing small plug-in units you strategically place in your home. These amazing units automatically capture unused electricity and recycle it for your benefit. Amazing technology! Visit PowerSavingsToday.com to learn how you can immediately begin saving money by recycling unused electricity back into your home. PowerSavingsToday.com That's PowerSavingsToday.com Trying to run or start a business, but the costs and overhead are keeping you from your dream? Lower your costs and reduce your footprint with a virtual office with FlexOffice. You'll have a real business address for your mail, business cards, and website. All of the amenities are provided for you. You and your clients can meet in a professional office building. You'll have access to a fully equipped conference room and classroom with internet and a 42-inch TV monitor for presentations or training. Conveniently located in Sorrento Mesa with access to the 805 and 15. Get your dreams back on track with a professional virtual office today for only $79 per month. It's the most flexible. 
flexible and cost-effective way to get what you need to grow your business and you only pay for what you use. Call 858-200-7591 or visit us online at flexofficesuites.net. flexofficesuites.net. Welcome back, folks, to Food Fight Radio, where we're not too proud to say that there's things we don't know. We haven't actually been proven wrong yet, but isn't it nice to know that we're not all arrogant and stuff? We're not walking around with a big, dumb, douchey, skunk-striped beard like Neil Saavedra. And we're not going to insult your intelligence with yet another salsa recipe. We're pretty creative, though. I'm sure we can come up with lots of other ways to insult you. So, you think you know food, do you? Let's have, let's have you put your uh, pesos where your pie hole is. Food Fight Trivia is right now, where you won't get a prize or anything, but you get to feel all good about yourself if you answer correctly. <laughs> Yay! So let's begin our quiz. Da, da, da. Uh, your cooking challenge requires you to prepare a dish with gooey duck. What does gooey duck taste like? Doesn't it taste like uh, salt and pepper? Right? No. Well, it's it's kind of a uh, kind of a clam. Oh, gooey so duck. Oh, gooey duck. Yeah. I'm gonna say like uh, salty and slimy. Those are those clams where they're way bigger than their shells. I don't even know how they live. Well, the correct answer is salty and crunchy. Salty and crunchy. Salty and crunchy. I'm going to so, have to try one of these gooey ducks. Yeah, I'll go get some gooey ducks. Um, and you had a question. Yeah, so you're all out of creme fraiche, but your recipe calls for it and you need to have it. What can you use to substitute for creme fraiche? Ooh, ooh, I got this one. Uh, sour cream or heavy cream? Very close. Sour cream and heavy cream. You mix them together. Ah! Because <laughs> uh, sour cream is just a little too sour for the uh, French. I so they suck. watered it down a little bit. I suck. Bit. I would have made that with probably sour cream. Me too. Or I would have just kind of whipped up some some heavy cream and shoved that in there. Yeah. And then, you know, to heck with what happens. It's probably going to be pretty tasty anyway. Yeah, yeah, we'll still make it good. When all yeah. else fails, put in some salt. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so um, you burn dinner beyond recognition. What do you do? Call hmm? Domino's Pizza? <laughs> Make a salad. Um, keep adding wine. Yeah, there we go. Keep adding keep wine. Adding wide, uh, keep adding wine and then cook it, and then keep the adding pan. wine and cook it. There yeah, we go. scrape up all the little bits, add some wine, and cook it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's generally that's, what you want to do. And right. worst case scenario, um, you you keep adding wine to your guests. Yes, and then you order takeout. Yes. Or make them really Not hungry. Not a lot of ways to, to save a really severely burned <laughs> yeah, If, if uh, it's dinner. charcoal, then there's really nothing you can do. Here's another one. What is the top selling spice in the world? Salt. No, it's not a spice. Is that a spice, really? No. Uh, is pepper a spice? Pepper? Um, if boy, not, I sure hope so. If not, it's cinnamon. I'm, I'm thinking it's a spice. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say pepper is a spice. Hey, we're right. Yeah. We're not morons. The, okay, here's a good one. The largest food item on a menu is suckling pig, ribs, pot roast, or a roast camel. Roast camel? I'm going to say roast camel because... Is that, uh, no, is that really a roast camel? Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's an okay. animal. You can, should be able to roast it. Yes, roast we are correct. Camel. A roasted camel is bigger than a suckling pig. I have seen on the menu. Well, I've seen where, it on Bizarre Foods. Where can I go to get a roast camel? <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say um, a petting zoo. <laughs> or or San Diego Zoo. San Diego Zoo. They might not appreciate it, and neither will the camera. <laughs> neither will the camera. And neither will the camera. Um, what do you have? All right, so you're making stew. You oversalt it. 
How do you fix it? Add wine. <laughs> uh, you want to you wanna add more stock. Yeah. You want to add some potatoes mm-hmm. because they will soak up the salt. Exactly. And worst case scenario, you can always add more of all of everything and then you wind up with a ton of leftovers. Yes. But uh, the, the common, I mean, you're absolutely right. But for everybody out there, uh, if you have the perfect amount, throw in some potatoes, bring it up to a boil, take those potatoes back out after you boil, they'll absorb all the salt and you'll be safe. If you do not have potatoes... You're kind of screwed. Yes. If yeah, you're, you're, if you're real if screwed. You have potatoes, add more of everything else and mm. wine. Uh, okay. And do you have another one? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, those goofy little two-foot hats, all those chefs wear. Uh, what? Do you know what they're called? What are they called? What are they called? I know what they're called. Do you know what they're called? I think I know what I they're know, called. I know what they're called. It's called a toque. Toque. It's called a toque. T-O-Q-U-E. Now, did people name it spell. after they took one? You know, possibly. So they took a toke. And they're like, they took toke, a toke. They dude. took a toke. Oh, you oh, came so up with funny. another meaning. Oh, you clever bastard. Oh, uh, okay, I got funny. one for you. What okay. country is the largest buyer of ketchup? And I'm going to give you a multiple choice here for people at home because there's over 200 countries. Uh, China, uh-huh. United States, Canada, or Sweden. Oh, I was going to say India. I'd have to say American at uh, USA. Out of well, I'm, yeah, it kind of has to be, um, kind of has to be America, except it's not. Oh, it's Sweden. What? Seriously? Well, They're I mean, so it, much smaller than us. No, but they have a lot of meatballs. Oh my God! So what are you going to put on your Swedish meatballs? You, you got to get sick and tired oh, of that jelly. white sauce and the lingonberries. So jelly. I mean, you're, you're going to wow, be putting really? ketchup. On all the sweet, yeah. I don't yeah. know. If you, when's the last time you had Swedish food? I mean, it's not that good. Last time <laughs> went to uh, IKEA. It's, yeah, exactly. It's kind of bland. Everything costs fifty cents. It's either you know, fish or it's ground nice. meat. Yeah, it's, it's you got to put ketchup on that stuff. Wow, you really, really do. I've never even seen a Swedish French fry. Hmm. Maybe, maybe, and this is just a theory. Yes. Maybe Swedish food stinks. Huh. And it's cheap to get ketchup there. Well, I don't trust their chef, so that makes sense. Okay, I got one for you. Where does the mojito come from? What country created the mojito? And I'm going to give you a multiple choice on this one, too. Okay. Because there are a lot of countries. Yes. And that's um, the uh, England, uh-huh. Cuba, Canada, mm. or Colombia. I'm going to say Cuba because they like to party. Well, I'm going to say Canada because I'm Canadian and I like to drink mojitos. And uh, wrong. You were right. Uh, the answer is right. Cuba. Cuba. Of course, I was just playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But um, mm-hmm. it's, it's obviously Cuba. <laughs> it's obviously Come on. Cuba. Okay. So, uh, do you have any more? So, now here is a fix to, like, uh, you have meat you're roasting. You roast it too far or you grill your chicken too much. What do you do to fix it? Just the meat, not the whole dinner, just the meat. I'm sorry. Uh, I was thinking about meat. Meat. I was, I'm it. just kind of What do you do? <laughs> uh, well, you can cut off the outside. Yeah. And then you can sear the the outside again. Exactly. You might wind up with not as much food, but then you can cut it up into smaller pieces and then it'll look like more food. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly. Just take off the char. You can also add a sweet glaze to it if it's not flavored already. Now, what can you do to, and I know a lot of people are guilty of this, overcooking their meat. Um, people tend to overcook chicken a lot of the time, and they also tend to overcook pork a lot of the time. Both of these meats are highly sensitive to heat. Yes. Red meat is less sensitive mm-hmm. to heat. So as long as you've treated it properly, as long as you've brought it to temperature, as long as you've marinated it, if it's a, if it's a tough cut, mm-hmm. it's going to come out relatively tender. Even overcooking that thing by a couple of minutes is not going to kill it. Uh, personally, I prefer all my <laughs> steak rare and bloody. And if yeah. anyone serves it to me even slightly more cooked than that, I have a tendency to to beat them over the head with <laughs> it. 
But um, chicken and pork are very, very sensitive. Yeah, they're they're highly sensitive meat. Much like Marcus is 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 highly sensitive, as mm-hmm. as a manly meat eating man. What? And so, uh, <laughs> what can people do to prevent overcooking their chicken and overcooking their pork? Okay, so over pork, give it a good brine, give it a good roast to prevent overcooking it. And you always want to pull it out. Like I know pork needs to be cooked to one fifty five in internal temperature. Pull it out when it's at 140. Recipes it's, tell you 160. For pork? A lot of the time. And chicken, always 160. 165 um, it's for that, chicken? That will kill. And you know what? If you cook your chicken at 165, it's going to be overcooked. It's going to be overcooked. Way overcooked. Yeah. You, you want to take it out when the meat just turns white and it's still juicy inside. 165, it's dry. It's yep. too late. You want to take that out 155. There's always carryover cooking. When you pull it out of the oven, it's not done cooking. It's still cooking a little it's bit It's still more. cooking itself on the inside because yeah, so, it's hot. Yeah. And it so does if, that. If you pull it out when it's at 165, it's going to go to 175, 180. Yeah. So, so, no so, so that, so that is out. why. It's not because at 165, your chicken is now overcooked. It's yeah. because at 175 or 180, your chicken will be overcooked. And exactly. it will get to that point, folks. Mm-hmm. It will continue to cook itself. Yes. It doesn't trust you. <laughs> it doesn't believe that you have left it in the oven for the right amount of time. It second guesses you. Chicken and pork both do this. They're jerks. That's why we eat They so are of them. very angry, unhappy types of meat. <laughs> they think you are a terrible cook. <laughs> and when you pull them out of the oven, they're going to say, what, are you crazy? I'm not done yet. I'm and then they're going to really concentrate and make themselves overcooked. Pull them out five to eight degrees shy Yes. of the recommended cooking to temperature. So you want to um, try to remove them from their hot dish. Yeah. yeah. If I you mean, can. It, <laughs> what I rest. like to do with turkey is take it out 15 degrees yeah, too, too it's soon. It's huge. There's so much residual heat in there. Yeah. And then I just, I just put aluminum foil on it. I just let it sit there. And then all those juices that are on the inside, because they're hiding, yeah, they're hiding in the middle, they're going to spread back out to the outside, exactly. and you're going to have wonderful, juicy meat. Uh, one more trivia question, and then we're going to go to break. Tahini, mm-hmm. a national ingredient from Egypt, is made out of what? And I'm going to give you a multiple choice, because I know, Marcus, you know. Yeah, this I know this one. I was like, you, you know things. Yeah, yeah, people at home may not know things. Um, is made out of pistachios, figs. Sesame paste or corn. I want to mix all those together and see how that tastes. That would be disgusting. Maybe not the corn, <laughs> but pistachio, sesame paste, and fig. Give you all another couple of seconds to ruminate on that, and the answer is sesame. Sesame. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, did, I, did I cut your thinking short? Oh, okay. It turns out you, you guys are actually not that knowledgeable. I didn't hear one phone call. No, nobody, nobody called in No once. one called in. You know, no one, no one shouted loud enough for us to hear them, so we have to assume you don't know much. Coming up next on Food Fight Radio, you get to feel good for totally failing at your New Year's diet resolutions because we're going to tell you what you can do with all that leftover, unused, garbage diet food you bought and never used. We just hate being wasteful on this show. Food Fight Radio is going to be right back. When our kids started school, I could see they needed an extra challenge. We tried to supplement at home, but we were exhausted and they were bored. Then we discovered Renaissance Village Academy, located at 9988 Hybert Street in Scripps Ranch. RVA is a school for gifted, profoundly gifted, and or highly motivated students in kindergarten through eighth grade. The kids are so excited to go to school now, and they're definitely challenged. Each week includes karate, drama, 
drama, music, arts, education, gardening, and other valuable life skills. So we're confident that they're being well prepared for success. RVA is unlike any school you've ever seen. I'm so glad we found Renaissance Village Academy. It's the school I wish I had gone to. I know, right? Go to rva.us.com to find out more about how your child can rediscover the joy of learning. Renaissance Village Academy. Personalized and... And don't forget motivating. Education for the gifted. Go to rva.us.com. Okay, gang, our dinner's here from Dine-In Tonight. Come on, let's go. You know... I remember before there was dining tonight and people had to cook dinner for themselves. What? Really? That's crazy. People don't have time for that. Oh, Ma. Are you telling stories again? I know. But back then, if you didn't cook for yourself, you had to have fast food. That's so unhealthy. And then all that changed when Dining Tonight opened. All you had to do was sign up online and they'd bring fresh, hot, gourmet dinners right to your front door every night and for only $10 at dinner. And you didn't even have to choose. Everything was all done for you and the food was always different and suddenly everyone's lives got so much easier. Wow, Grandma. That must have been so awful to live like that. Yes, my dears. Those were hard times. Those were hard times indeed. Dine in tonight. Ready to eat dinners delivered to your home or office. Start simplifying your life one meal at a time. Call 1-888-64-MEALS. That's 1-888-64-MEALS. In this corner, authentic New York-style pizza from Knockout Pizza Mira Mesa. And in that corner, the other guys. And the winner by a knockout. KnockoutPizzaMiramesa.com Charles Cole Jewelers delivers dreams, bringing the deepest wish glowingly to life. This is jewelry as unique and special as the dreams that create and desire. Charles Cole has an impressive history and extensive collection, including hearts on fire and gorgeous colored diamonds and gemstones. Charles Cole Jewelry will indulge even the most refined tastes. They invite you to visit their design showroom and production facility in Fashion Valley Mall and see for yourself how personal service and highest value are reasons why Charles Cole is San Diego's trusted advisor for all things jewelry. Ask them about their incredible risk-free custom work. Call Charles Cole Jewelers at 619-298-5655. That's 619-298-5655. Or online at charlescole.com. That's charlescole.com. Visit Charles Cole Jewelers in the Fashion Valley Mall for amazing jewelry that resonates, excites, and inspires. charlescole.com. Claire Katz. So right before the new year, you went out shopping or joined joined a club and stocked up on all the stuff you were planning on eating as part of your new diet. If this was a Weight Watchers thing, then you're screwed because you're never getting out of that contract. I love how they not only have the complicated point system, but they also make you commit to these embarrassing weigh-ins where you have to get berated for not meeting your goal of losing six ounces per week. That whole thing is a cult. A cult with bad food. That's the worst kind of cult. You have to buy their food. So they have these cardboard-flavored chilies and bland soups and tiny, dinky little crap servings of lasagna, quote-unquote. All terrible. And then there's Jenny Craig, which teaches you all kinds of ways to make the terrible food yourself, but you still have the whole meeting thing and support group thing where you get together and cry about how ding-dongs are too tempting and that's why we can't fit into our skinny jeans anymore. And, of course, it doesn't help that Jenny herself is getting a bit chubby. 
That's probably the biggest problem I have with that one. <laughs> it works, you say? Hmm. It works? Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Uh, we know you have scads of this garbage clogging your cabinets because that diet thing failed. Because that's what <clears throat> diets do. And once you're off the wagon, you can't bear the idea of subjecting yourself to even one more of those terrible, pathetic little Weight Watchers wannabe Twinkies. Boy, those are terrible. Those I really bought bad. some of those one time just for fun, just to see what they tasted like. Terrible. I had to batter them and oh, those, treat them like French toast just those, to get them to taste good. Those 100 calorie Oreos, which is just a chunk of the Oreo cookie, not the filling. You're like... It's just a cookie. It's just... It's, just, it's a little wafer of the cookie. It's a little wafer of the cookie. It's, there's no cream filling. No. There's no cream filling. No, it's and not, what have we said on Oreo. this show? The meaning of life is the cream <laughs> filling. You got to well, yeah, get to the cream filling. Yeah. But you keep the food around. Oh, of course. You keep this garbage around because you don't want to be wasteful. And besides, you've paid good money for all that stuff. And you're delusional and believe that you're going to start up your diet again. And that'll never happen, folks. It'll <laughs> never happen. You'd be like, it'd be like throwing away money if you yeah, threw that stuff exactly. away. So we're going to tell you what all that leftover junk is good for. Yay. Uh, for one, you can, uh, I don't know, build a bonfire with it. <laughs> and then you can roast some actual s'mores. <laughs> They make these little diet s'mores. They're really, really terrible. Roast some real s'mores over the bonfire that you've built out of all this stuff. Yeah, the granola bars actually do make decent kindling. I've had to do that uh, camping. If it has no candy on you the You can outside, crumble them up and put them yeah. on ice cream. You can crumble them up, but, but also they make decent kindling. And you can also put them into brittle, brittle. or toffee. Mm. Crunchy granola toffee. Oh, nice. Granola caramels. Very, very good. Uh, the bars. Mm. I hate the bars. I really hate the bars. Each dumb cult diet has its own bars. You can't have a business like this without having your own bar, apparently. And these are candy bars. Mm -hmm. Any way you look at it, no matter how you try to dance around it and pawn them off as weight loss aids, since when is the Snickers a good way to lose weight? This is their recommended snack, by the way. Not a banana, not an apple, not a cucumber salad with cherries, but a super sugary candy bar. Yeah, great plan. But you know what you can do with those bars? What's that? Nothing. Throw them away. Actually, uh, they can be useful and you're not wasting anything if you reuse them. So win-win, uh, chop them up into little bits. We like chopping things up into little bits. It's a lot of fun. On this show. Uh, and the a main reason to do that is because people will see the ingredient, but they won't have any idea what it is. Yes. So you can sneak ingredients into things that way. Um, you know how like I like to sneak bacon into your vegan family's food? Yes, of course. Same exact thing. Same. Wait, what? Uh, so <laughs> what? <laughs> That wasn't Caesar salad. Um, <laughs> chop them up in a little bits, and you can use them for things. You can put them in shakes to give your shake more texture. Mm -hmm. And, well, it's a little bit more sugar, but uh, it, it makes it a little bit more crunchy, so it's nice. Uh, Smoothie-type drinks, ice cream bake shake, very, very tasty. You can also put these sprinkles on top of desserts, lots of different kinds of desserts, uh, in, including flan. It makes an interesting dessert when you put it on flan, hmm. because these bars... They're supposed to be chocolate flavored. They're supposed to be caramel flavored, but it's not chocolate and it's not caramel. If you put this thing on a chocolate dessert, something's going to taste off. Yes. It will. But if you put them on a non-chocolate dessert. With flan? It tastes more chocolatey. Huh. Uh, a flan, a custard, is, is very caramely, very smooth, very rich, very creamy. And, well, let's face it, it's not a diet food. Oh, no. By any means. And you can, you can add sugar. stuff to this, <laughs> yeah. this, this thing and it, it's going to be great. If you put... A fake chocolate flavored candy bar on top of a flan, it does actually taste like a nice, delicious chocolate flavored candy bar. Well, yeah, because you're adding delicious, real You're covering sugar. it with flan. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's better covered in flan. Uh, some of them are more like wafers. Yes. Some of these diet things are more like wafers. These are even more useful. 
uh, because they're they're just you put them on everything. So you can take the ones that are wafer like or the kind of softer lady finger like one, mm-hmm. like the diet cookies and the little yeah. they're they're like kind of cream cookies, like diet nillas, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, you can use those in as layers in your, your tir- tiramisu. That's yeah, I have that down too. That's perfect. Soak them in espresso. Mm-hmm. Cover them with mascarpone cheese. Pour yeah. coffee liqueur over the whole thing, and it's going to be fabulous. <laughs> All you have to do to make these things taste delicious is completely cover them with fat and sugar. Ta da! You're not, not on your diet, science. anyways. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you already fell off that wagon. You've already gained back the five pounds that you lost that first first week. <laughs> you know, and then probably an extra pound on top of that. Stop yo-yo dieting. Yeah, it's that's dumb. really bad for your body. It's, it's it's not only bad for your body; it makes your skin loose, and it just no matter what you do, if you do it wrong. You lose weight right away, but then you always gain extra back. Yes. You always gain extra back. There are, I know people that have been on a diet their entire life, and they keep getting bigger. They lose 20 pounds. They're all excited. They lose 20 pounds yeah. on Atkins. Perfect uh, example. I, I knew a guy who was on Atkins for like a year, lost a ton of weight. You can't stay on Atkins. It's impossible. It Your just, brain starts to die. And it destroys your liver. Which is which is no good for most people, yeah. especially if you're like me and you also want to consume some alcohol <laughs> in your regular daily life. So you can't destroy your liver. No. You need your liver to be in tip top shape in order to metabolize that stuff. Uh, so uh, at the end of Atkins, you gain it all back mm-hmm. and then some. Yes. So you're excited. You lose 20 pounds. You buy new clothes. You got a brand new wardrobe. You gain all that back plus an extra five or six, sometimes seven, sometimes 10. It depends on how badly you fail. Yeah. I mean, some people just go completely the other way and say, dang it, I gained it all back. I'm just going to be a big person the rest of my life. I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to run with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to treat myself to a Krispy Kreme hamburger for breakfast for the next month okay. to reward myself for having been on this terrible diet all that time. <laughs> yeah. My taste buds have been on vacation <clears throat> and now we're going to we're going to bring them back to life. Coming up next on Food Fight <laughs> Radio. It's the most Cro-Magnon way to enjoy the most delicious Cro-Magnon food. And you're going to be cooking it bloody red rare, I assume, because that's 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 the way the, the cavemen did it. First, you kill your dinner with a rock. Then you cook your dinner on the rock. Right? Very efficient. Very efficient. That's coming up next on Food Fight Radio. We'll be right back. Have you looked at your grocery bill lately? You've probably noticed that good food is expensive. And between planning, shopping, cooking, and cleaning up, it's also time-consuming. And probably one of the least rewarding daily chores you have. Hey, here's an idea. Let Dine-In Tonight simplify your life. One meal at a time. They hand-deliver hot, delicious gourmet meals right to your door at dinner time. A few of their 100 gourmet recipes include maple-grazed baby back ribs. Oh, hello. How about lemon chicken piccata? Roast beef with Dijon sauce. Roasted red snapper. Havarti chicken with portobello mushrooms. Choose three or five nights per week for just $10 per entree with no delivery fee. Get a free week of meals delivered by using promotion code KCBQ. Sign up online at dineintonight.com. That's dinein, the number two, night.com. Or call 888-64-MEALS. That's 888-64-MEALS. In this corner, authentic New York-style pizza from Knockout Pizza Mira Mesa. Pizza, wings, pasta, subs, and salads. And in that corner, the other guys. And the winner by a knockout, knockoutpizzamiramesa.com. 
Do you want to save money on your electric bill? PowerSavingsToday.com has amazing small plug-in units you strategically place in your home. These amazing units automatically capture unused electricity and recycle it for your benefit. Amazing technology! Visit PowerSavingsToday.com to learn how you can immediately begin saving money by recycling unused electricity back into your home. PowerSavingsToday.com That's PowerSavingsToday.com Trying to run or start a business, but the costs and overhead are keeping you from your dream? Lower your costs and reduce your footprint with a virtual office with FlexOffice. You'll have a real business address for your mail, business cards, and website. All of the amenities are provided for you. You and your clients can meet in a professional office building. You'll have access to a fully equipped conference room and classroom with internet and a 42-inch TV monitor for presentations or training. Conveniently located in Sorrento Mesa with access to the 805 and 15. Get your dreams back on track with a professional virtual office today for only $79 per month. It's the most flexible and cost-effective way to get what you need to grow your business and you only pay for what you use. Call 858-200-7591 or visit us online at flexofficesuites.net. flexofficesuites.net. I'm your host, Claire Katz. So you know how sometimes you just get an urge to kill your dinner? <laughs> exactly. This comes close enough to really satisfy the that primal urge to just smash a cute little bunny rabbit and roast it. Except in this story, you go buy the meat because we have that now. We, yeah, you know, it's easier. It's, it's probably the single most important advancement of our species since the heady days of drawing on caves and spearing mammoths and stuff. We now have stores. Yes. Yeah, that's the biggest change. Uh, but shopping at stores <laughs> doesn't really satisfy our bloodlust, so we still have to cook outdoors over fire to get that part taken care of. I think this is why men occasionally get into fistfights with each other, is because they haven't quenched the primal desire to kill something and cook it outdoors. So we could get rid of all the fighting and stuff and crimes and violence probably a lot of the time just by getting an animal and throwing it on the fire. Here's an even easier way to do that. Cooking it with a big hot rock. Nice. Big hot rock. <clears throat> and you can also cook with salt. Uh, I'm not talking about adding little sissy granulated bits of salt with a shaker. That's for wusses, like Marcus here. What? I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about huge slabs, big slabs of pure salt, rock hard salt, salt crystal, carved from a Himalayan mountainside where they have miners with helmet lights and pickaxes whacking away at the primordial depths of ancient ocean salt like coal. It's awesome. I appreciate stuff like that because it's it's the tiny details something like that that can take a meal from plain to special. And not everyone finds the beauty in that, but we do. Yeah, we on Food Fight, we definitely. do. You can have a cooked filet of salmon, stick it in the pan and toss in some spices. Or you can heat up this giant salt brick and cook the fish right on it and impart those millennia-old ocean flavors right into the animal's flesh and eat it. It gets one closer to nature, I think. And it's not just fish. You can cook a steak on these things, too. And uh, we're going to talk about that for a minute. Um, they're called Himalayan salt blocks. 
Slow down. What are they called again? Himalayan salt blocks. <laughs> salt blocks. Salt blocks. Mm-hmm. It is a block, a block of, salt. of salt from the Himalayas. Yeah, I've seen they get they get pretty darn big too. You can buy. You mean the Himalayas? Ones. No. The, <laughs> yes. Yes. The, the Himalayas, Himalayas are, are quite large. They're salt they are. They are quite yeah. weightiest. Weightiest. <laughs> <laughs> weightiest. First time I've ever heard that word. Weightiest. Yeah. Well, that's nothing new on this show. But yeah, they get a cutting board size. I want to say like two feet by three feet. I've seen huge inch to inch Giant. ones. You put Giant. them over the whole grill. Yeah, you put them. You over can. The, you bring them up and then you just cook your whatever you want on it. But there's a couple of tricks oh, yeah. to doing this. Otherwise, It'll your salt block will explode. Explode. It will explode. It has some water in it. They'll heat up. It'll expand. Yeah, it'll giant explode. salt grenade. Yeah. And imagine that. Imagine no, imagine, imagine getting that. a wound from yeah, a piece uh-huh. of salt. Okay, the salt's in the wound. I mean. Because the salt caused the wound. Can you imagine how painful that would be? Well, when I was younger, we would trespass on this person's land to go play in the creek. And he would shoot, shoot just scares off shooting us with rock salt. And so sometimes, yeah, uh, that's happened. You've actually been shot with rock salt bullets? Yes, yes, in my tuchus, yeah. I, okay, well, yeah. I was going to say that I just gained like a little bit of more respect mm-hmm. for, for you, but then you said you just got shot in the ass. So well, I was running of, away. He had a gun. I'm not going to stay there and take it. cuts down on the manliness. Someone points a gun at you, are you going to stay there? Plus it heals run? completely no scar. Yeah. Well, where, where's the cool thing there? You got you get shot, but no scar? I mean, uh, that's not cool. It's very painful. Not I at would, all. Not, a, not at all manly. No, yeah, fine. just not. That's, no, it's not doing anything. So um, you can get Himalayan salt blocks. I recommend you get the Himalayan kind, <laughs> since this is where they all come from. Uh, choosing the right block, though, that's going to be really important. You can use these things as serving plates. Yes. You can. And they come thinner for that. They're going to be like three quarters of an inch to an inch thick. And you can serve sushi on them. You know, you put stuff with your guests. You can also get salt shot glasses. They're carved into these little candle votive shapes. They're kind of thick. They're pretty thick because, you know, you're not going to be making a thin, dainty, beautiful, crystalline looking shot glass out of salt. No, because you're always pouring water in it. It it looks like a marble shot glass. It's going to deteriorate. Yeah, it it, it does. Slowly. Yes, yeah, it takes a while. Takes a this while. isn't the kind of salt that's really going to melt quick. No, I mean it's not going to dissolve in water. But you quickly. definitely never want to put it in the dishwasher. Don't put it in the dishwasher, <laughs> folks. Don't don't do that. There, these things are expensive. Yeah, they're as expensive as though they were made out of something that isn't going to melt, dissolve, erode, or burst. Yes. So I mean, you're you're going to spend some money on this thing. But if if you're a foodie yeah. like us, you will fall in love with the idea of cooking your food on a brick. Of ancient million-year-old salt, you're you're gonna just completely plot yeah. over that idea. And uh, I've already ordered mine. Nice. By the way, they're they're coming in the mail. The UPS guy has them Poor UPS in his guy. possession <laughs> as we speak. They're very heavy. Yeah, they're very. Heavy. I got the plates coming. I got the nice. shot glasses coming because for tequila. Oh, there we go. Great for tequila. You put it in there. You skip the whole salt step. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do anything with the shaker. You just have your 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 limes. Mm-hmm. Is it lime or a lemon? Lime. It's a lime. Okay, so you you take your uh, you take your tequila shot glass. You put your 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 tequila in the salt shot glass. Yes. You drink it, and then you suck on the lime. Do they have margarita glasses. You know they always have that salt. You know, on I the haven't rim. seen those yet, but nice. if they do, I'm so buying those. Yeah. Those are gonna be awesome. Your birthday's coming up now. I know what to look for. So if you have the one inch ones, you can don't cook with those because they will they'll break. They'll break. Yeah, they'll break. Yeah, they'll break. For cooking, you want to get the cookware grade salt blocks. They are bigger, thicker, heavier, denser grade. That's of the Himalayan salt because there's a few different grades of Himalayan salt, Uh, and it's going to be opaque. 
kind of opaque. You, you can't really see through it yes. all the way. Uh, and it's like an inch and a half to two inches thick. Mm-hmm. The one that I ordered was two inches thick. Wow. Because I really don't want it to break before <laughs> I get a chance to use it a whole bunch of times. And it depends on how you're going to be using it. If you're going to be using it on a barbecue, you want to get a big one. Yeah. Big, big. And if you're going to be using it on a gas range, like I will be in in my home, because mm-hmm. um, I don't really like to barbecue. It's no fun. Uh, I use my gas range for that. And so I will put this on the gas range. Mine is 12 inch by 12 inch square. Nice. And so you can cook a decent amount of things. I'm not yeah. going to be cooking a whole side of salmon no. on this because it's not big enough. But I will be cooking individual salmon or fish fillets Yes. on these things. Uh, so now the number one thing that you want to keep in mind when you're cooking with a salt block. Don't add salt to your food. You, what you do, yeah. There's that. You yeah. know, I, I didn't even think of that. It's good. To, good thing you brought that up. No, what are you stupid people? <laughs> are you out of your mind? I can see. Like I, I salted it properly, like you said before on the other show with the meat, and now you're always no. telling me to put salt in the food. food. Food fight radio is <laughs> responsible for me ruining a perfectly good. You know. You know what? Don't add salt. <laughs> you're cooking on a salt platter. Just, me. <laughs> Just yeah, that's a, that's a good I've point. Seen, I'm, yeah. I'm really glad you brought that up. And, and in all fairness, I, I might add salt <laughs> to my food. Uh, but you want to heat it very slowly. Yeah. You want to heat it so slowly it will be mind numbing waiting for this thing to get to a proper temperature. If you do this properly, you can get it to a really hot temperature. It will not explode. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to cook anything that you might want to cook, including steak. So can you sear on it if you, you heat can. it up slowly? Oh, wow. You can. You absolutely can. That's that's why you got to do this. Uh, heating it is the most challenging part. You got to be patient. You got to follow the instructions. If you don't follow these instructions, your salt block will explode mm-hmm. into your eye. I promise you the shards will go right into your promise. eye. Exactly into your yeah. eye. Wherever your eye is, that is where the shards will go. Nice. And you can't. Sue me for this. <laughs> Just covering my bases, liability-wise. Read the you know, instructions and follow them read the or instructions. it will be dangerous. What kind of a damn fool gets a new piece of cookware and doesn't follow the instructions? It's like when you're going to deep fry your turkey, but you don't read the pamphlet. It's exciting to read the instructions. It. You're going to so burn down your you house. find out all the things about it. You read the instructions. I, I enjoy reading the instructions it's on new It's salt. If it gets under your skin, it'll really, really hurt. Yes. It's like getting a nice paper cut and then pouring lemon juice on it. Why don't you just do that? Rub some salt on that and then see how that feels and then multiply that by 10 million. And that's what it'll feel like if this salt brick explodes in your face. Heat it slowly. Put it on there. Don't put this thing in the fridge first. No, no. (laughs) Never, never put your salt block in the fridge. It's glass-esque. Just kind of teach it, treat it like glass. Sort of. Yeah. 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 If if glass explodes, that would also be bad. Well, yeah. If if it's cold and hot, it's going to explode. It's going to explode. Yeah, there's a lot of ways that this thing can actually explode. You want to be careful. Uh, so go really slow. Put it on your 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 gas range and then put it on low. 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 The very lowest it can be and the lowest possible setting for at least 15 minutes until it's warm to about 200 degrees Fahrenheit. And if you can't tell this, you can get an infrared thermometer. Oh, those it are de- fun. It detects, those are, th- those are, those those are, those are great. great. You point it at something, it tells you what the temperature is. Uh, otherwise, just wait for 15 minutes or more. Yeah. 15, 20 minutes. Uh, and then after that, increase the heat increment one notch. Do this every 10 minutes until it gets to about mm, medium, medium high. And, and then crank it up to high mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, it'll take at least 35 minutes to heat this thing up. Sometimes 45. If it's bi- If it's mine, I got the 12 by 12 inch by two thick. It'll take a longer time to heat up. Smaller blocks will heat up faster, uh, but you're going to want to cook a lot of food on this thing. So get the biggest block you can for your stove. And so about uh, 35, 45, 50 minutes later, 
you can crank this thing up to a temperature of 500 degrees. Nice. Yeah. That's great. It's great. Absolutely wonderful. You can sear anything. Uh, You're going to want to use thin strips of steak. Yeah. Thin strips of steak because it's so hot that you will, uh, you'll, um, you'll overcook it. (laughs) Yeah. Very quickly. Uh, So, and if the, uh, if the salt block is not hot enough, you'll oversalt your food. Yeah. Uh, But if it's really, really hot, the salt won't get into your food that much. Mm -hmm. And it'll also degrade your block. Uh, So that's no good. Uh, So you want to uh, test the temperature. If you don't have an infrared thermometer, just take a couple of drops of water, stick it on there. If they sizzle all over the place and disappear immediately, that's like 500 degrees. That's going to be 500 degrees. You're going to be ready. Or try to hold your hand like two or three inches above the block. And if it's so hot that you really can't do that, you're good to go. You're ready to start cooking. Lick your finger and tap the block. And if your finger sizzles, then it's hot enough. If your finger sizzles. Well, we do it with grill sometimes. It doesn't hurt. You do it just for a nano. If your finger starts to sizzle. If you hear it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, like, uh, well, we we curl our hair. We hear the sizzling. Yeah. Doesn't mind. We hear the pop, snackle, crack of the the hair, and we don't seem to mind. Um, Cook your, your stuff in thin slices. For this, you can actually use tougher cuts of meat like flank or hanger steak for salt block cooking because it's at the high temperatures, the block is going to tenderize your meat while salting it. And it's only going to be cooking in a few seconds. Yeah. We're talking about five seconds per side. Yeah. You're going to get a beautiful heat. sear. Yeah. And it's going to just be tender and salted and delicious. And the magic of that, too, is uh, like cast iron holds the heat because it's so thick. You're talking about a two-inch thick block. The whole thing is 500 degrees. That steak is not going to be able to lower the temperature down at all. So it's going to cook it very quick. Flick your, flip, 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 flip the steak. Yeah. And uh, eat, eat it immediately. Yes. Eat it instantly. Maybe even do this over your backyard in a barbecue. Mm-hmm. Eat the steak right off the salt block. Yeah. It is caveman-esque. <laughs> That's fun. See how he took the word caveman and took it from like a, a kind of a rough and manly sounding thing and turned it into a kind of a French and, and foodie sounding thing? <laughs> caveman-esque. Caveman-esque. Yeah, caveman-esque. Uh, and then you want to clean it with uh, without water. <laughs> yeah. Just get a damp sponge, and, and, wipe that and thing off. And turn off the heat and let it let cool. Let it cool slowly. Don't let it cool slowly. put it in the water because it it'll explode. Don't put it in the sink, folks. It'll explode. It'll, it'll pop right into your little eyeballs. Um, so that was fun. That was, that was a hoot. That was an awesome conversation. We get to talk about rocks, but you know what? Cooking with rocks is not as cool as cooking with a giant brick of ancient salt. Hmm. We're going to talk about cooking with rocks on a future show. And of course, uh, Marcus's favorite, he prefers to smother his food with a brick, a lame old man made brick. Caveman didn't have bricks. You know that? I love chicken under a brick. That's fine. Yeah. Tough words from a guy who gets a bi-weekly manicure. My nails are beautiful. Those nails are looking really shiny. That's very, very nice. Manny Petty. (laughs) Tune in next week for, is it possible to learn to appreciate wine? No. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Scary foods that are actually delicious and are really great for traumatizing your co-host. And why pigeon is the new chicken. Because now that McDonald's is serving wings, it's only a matter of time before they wipe the entire species out. That's all next week on your favorite food show. This is Claire Katz reminding you that the cleverest marketing trick ever was when they snuck the S into the term fast food. Every single
Fight Radio on KCBQ is sponsored by Fran Vest International Inc.